Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you love meat, you find a way to take it with you everywhere you go, especially when it comes to getting outdoors. That's why Smithfield has so many high-quality, delicious meats that are perfect for any outdoor adventure. Whether the park you're headed to is a national park or just the one down the street, like Smithfield marinated roasted garlic and cracked black pepper fresh pork tenderloin, expertly seasoned for on-the-go flavor, or prime fresh smoked ham that'll have you building on-the-go sandwiches packed with flavor. Smithfield Extra Meaty Back Ribs bring hand-selected perfection to the backyard, and Smithfield Anytime Favorites will help you take the ham you savor to the places you love. From diced ham that'll turn any picnic into an outdoor feast, to hickory smoked boneless ham steaks that are the perfect cap to any hike. The great outdoors just got greater with Smithfield. For the love of meat. Welcome to another episode of the Nomad Strength Show. I am Ross Hillier, your host, and we are finding out what is essential for success, right? The nomad lifestyle. So today's episode, I'm really excited about. It's going to be one that you guys are, I promise you're going to want a notebook handy because we're talking to Rob, the grounded athlete, who, if you don't follow him already, his Instagram page is one of the most educational Instagram pages I've ever come across. And I'm not kidding when I say that. So we get really into the topic of grounding, obviously, with his name being the grounded athlete, the benefits of it, what it really is. And then he is one of the people that for you that that may seem kind of, you know, hippie, woo-hooey, that kind of stuff. I understand that, right? We're talking about connecting with the earth and in electrical fields and everything that goes along with that. So it can kind of sound a little out there for a lot of us, but he is a very data-driven, scientific-minded person. And so he actually has all of the data, all of the research to back up everything that he is claiming. And he has a lot of great uh, a lot of great data to go over with, but I really encourage you to go follow his page because he has great videos where he takes even deeper dives into a lot of this stuff than what we were able to cover in our episode today. We're definitely going to have to do more than the episode that we just did today because we barely scratched the surface on this whole grounding thing. Uh, some time constraints made it to where we weren't able to get everything in and we needed to get to. So this one actually maybe is a little bit shorter than a lot of the other interviews, but I promise Rob is going to come back on again and we're going to do a part two and get even deeper into this stuff. And who knows, this thing is so, so dense that it might be episodes, you know, four and five with Rob. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to this one and looking forward to future things with him. Go follow him at the grounded athlete on Instagram. Uh, we get into a lot of stuff here about the how and the why we also talk about the awesome sandals that he makes that are grounding sandals. Uh, he hand makes them. Uh, I'm getting a pair this spring. They are awesome. They're called Gaia Sandals. Uh, he'll go over all of that in this episode as well. So like I said, make sure you've got a notebook handy because you're going to need to remember the things that we talk about in this episode today. So before we get into the episode, if you haven't done so yet, please like, rate, subscribe the podcast wherever you're listening. It doesn't really matter where. You can throw a five-star review and you know say some nice things even if you don't necessarily believe them because that helps the podcast grow. Uh, and that's it. Well, let's get into the episode. This is with Rob, the Grounded Athlete. All right, welcome to the Nomad Strength Show. I am Ross Hillier. I've got Rob, also known as the Grounded Athlete, joining us today, and I'm super pumped to talk to him. Rob, thanks for hopping on, man. It's good to connect. Yes, I'm super excited to talk about grounding, which I always am. So, I, And I'm excited to hear about it. And I know we, we've talked that it's like it's a big word and it like means a ton of things and there's mm -hmm. so many different ways you can do about it. So I want to start as like 
vague as possible and just ask the simple question, what is grounding? And then just have you kind of just lead me on the trail from there for a little bit. Okay. And, and kind of maybe even as you lead into that, like how you got into this focus, like what le- what led you into focusing on grounding in general? Okay. Um, so again, back to what you said, the scope of it. Um, I've been I've been studying it for a long time now, and I still don't fully comprehend the scope of it because it's that immense and it it, it intertwines with with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, what grounding is, it's being in contact with the surface charge of the Earth. Um, not a lot of people know that the Earth's surface has a, a charge to it. It's a negative charge, um, and this is maintained by what we would call the global atmospheric electric circuit. Um, and this is this is maintained by um, solar solar winds coming into the magnetosphere, ionospheric winds, um, thunderstorms that are happening. There's around one to two thousand storms happening simultaneously all around the world at once, and that's a lot of lightning strikes. And so mm-hmm. what's happening here is there's a transfer of charge there with those lightning strikes, with positive charge going into the upper atmosphere and negative charge going into the ground. So that's mm-hmm. what maintains this uh, abundant um, supply of negative surface charge and thus electrons. And so what grounding is, is it's being in, in contact with those electrons. Mm-hmm. And um, a big a big mistake we've made is is disconnecting ourselves from that surface, that surface charge of the ground. Uh, and by with, connecting, you mean like like literally bare feet on the earth, right? Bare That's what feet you mean. on the earth. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to be barefoot on the earth. And that's, that's a big misconception with grounding is that you have to be outside doing it, even though that's preferable, better. You don't have to do it that way because grounding is an electrical process. And so you could do it in your home. You can Mm -hmm. do it wherever you're at. Um, as long as you're in contact with the ground, um, and right now, even in the office, I have a grounding mat underneath my, my desk, my computer and stuff. So I'm always connected. Um, to the earth. And so, and yeah, how does, you know, how, how does that work? What's in the, what's in the mat that makes it allowed to be inside and still be in that process? So most of the mats and the sheets and all the fancy gadgets and all that, they connect to that grounding terminal and your okay. wall outlet. And so oh, okay. that terminal and your wall outlet is connected to uh, the ground outside. And so, name, um, probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's so, if we look at it from an electrical standpoint in terms of um, electronics and stuff, you ground electrical systems to prevent interference, um, prevent a buildup of charge, and prevent shocks. And so likewise with the body, you're creating stability in the body. Um, you're preventing interference from outside electric fields. Um, you're also altering the electrodynamics of your body because these from chronically being insulated, this is going to alter your body's electrodynamics. Um, and this, this gets really, really specific. So I'm not going to go into that yet. Sure. Um, but that in a nutshell is what grounding yeah. is, is being connected to that surface charge. Um, how I got into it, I've, so I'm Native American. I come from a tribe um, in South Dakota and I spent most of my childhood on the reservation. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that culture is being connected to the earth. The earth is considered sacred and healing. And so I've always had that that part of my upbringing. But it wasn't until a few years ago I was listening to a podcast uh, with Clint Ober, who's very much a pioneer in this whole grounding field. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about grounding. And I, when the podcast first started, I was like, oh, guys, is another hippie. Another hippie talking <laughs> about hippie hugging trees and stuff. Um, but by the end, because I'm a science guy, like I like science and yeah. most people are. They like to, they like to see how, how it's working sure. uh, scientifically, um, physically, chemically. Um, and by the time the podcast was over, I, I was like, wow. And then I just, I dug into all the the research on it. There's not a ton of research on it, but the research that is on it is, it's very, very promising. Um, and I urge a lot of people to look into that. I I have it all on my website for people to look at, uh, most of it's in PDF form. But, uh, after that, I just kind of immersed myself in this whole grounding world. And now I'm just obsessed with it and I love telling people about it. So, yeah. What changes did you make? I guess, I mean, the easiest would just, you know, seem to be go outside and put your feet on the ground. Right. I mean, that's step one, but where did it kind of take you? 
that that first year, that first year that I really started digging into the science on it, I was I was outside barefoot most of the day. Even yeah. I, I can do probably ten to fifteen degrees. I'll get down to ten or fifteen degrees, um, even if it's three or five minutes. It's better than nothing because sure. I didn't know about grounding mats back then and all that. I was yeah. just like, I need to get outside and I need to be barefoot on the earth. Yeah. So that's what I was doing, and still, I mean, to this day, I mean, most of my day, I'd say about. 17 to 20 hours of my day, I'm, I'm grounded. So, so what is the, I mean, I'm sure over time you will, and and people that are trying this begin to feel the benefits, right? But like, what is actually happening physiologically when you do this? That's, that makes it beneficial. So what grounding is, is you're being in contact with the surface of the ground. Um, and what that means is that electrons are coming into you. Um, so we can break down a lot of the benefits here, uh, but a big one, two of the big ones here are in terms of the heart and the brain. And so when a lot of people ground, when they step barefoot on the earth or they ground indoors, they have a sense of calmness. Mm-hmm. And this has to do with the the brain aspect of it, mm-hmm. because grounding affects your autonomic nervous system, which is uh, an unconscious, the unconscious part of your nervous system, mm-hmm. specifically the parasympathetic nervous system. So you got your parasympathetic nervous system, your uh, sympathetic nervous system. Yep. And most people will spend their whole life in that, mostly in that sympathetic state, which is your stress, your fight or yep. flight state. Um, so what grounding does is it switches you back. It, it balances out your autonomic nervous system into that, into that parasympathetic state. Um, and they've, they've measured this with uh, heart rate variability. Um, it also affects your heart rate variability. That's okay. something I have. There's so much, there's so much that it, it, yeah. it affects. But um, so it affects your brain. It puts you in a parasympathetic state. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as your, your heart goes, um, I think one of the most promising things with grounding is the cardiovascular aspect of it. Okay. Because a big thing with what, grounding does is it affects your blood viscosity. And so if you talk to any cardiologist, they'll, they'll tell you that thick, that thick, really viscous blood mm-hmm. is inflamed blood. And the thicker that is, the harder it is to get it through your, your vascular system. And so when you step barefoot, I'm going to get into the first benefit here. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, it's something to do with zeta potential. So what zeta potential is, is it's, it's the negative surface charge on your red blood cells. So not a lot of people, not a lot of people know about this. Um, it's produced by a, a protein. It's called scaloglycoprotein. It's on the surface of your red blood cells. And so this creates a net negative charge on each red blood cell. And so like charges repel, and in an insulated state, this negative charge isn't very strong. And so these red blood cells are going to clump more together. They're going to aggregate. And so when you step barefoot or when you ground, you've got this negative charge going into you. And so these uh, these negative charges surrounding these red blood cells, this intensifies. And so like charges repel, the more the stronger these uh, negative charges become, the more repulsive that the, that effect becomes. And okay. so the red blood cells, uh, they anticoagulate and the blood becomes less viscous. And so it flows a lot better through the cardio, cardiovascular system. And uh, back to those immediate effects that you were talking about, this is something you can see like when people ground their face usually gets a little bit pinker, it gets a little bit redder. It's because the their blood is their blood flow is getting a lot better. Wow. Um, yeah, and so it's kind of like, a, some people say it's like a tingly feeling and um, you can't, I mean, I don't really notice it myself because I'm not around too many people right now, but uh, I can notice it in other people when they're grounding. Their, their face gets yeah. pinker, it gets a little bit redder, but blood flow is getting a lot better. Um, but those are the really noticeable ones, the, the yeah. better blood flow and and just that overall sense of, of calm and relaxed. Which is pretty cool when you start talking about the nervous system thing because one of the things that I do with a lot of the people that coach is we, we focus uh, and, we, and we go over a lot of that switching from sympathetic to parasympathetic, but we do it. And a lot of people do it through like breath techniques, Yes, right? Like, and, and using different breath cadences and and those kind of things and, and Mm -hmm. holds and slow exhales and all that stuff to in. So you can manipulate it on your own. So it's like, cool that there's more than, you know, what I'm even aware of, of other ways to do that same thing, because the breath thing can be, it's really accessible if, 
because everybody breathes, right? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. this is like another one of those things. Like everybody, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ha for the most part, <laughs> has access to outside somewhere, right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, imagine, just, yeah. imagine combining all this stuff together. I mean, it's, exactly. it's, it's going to be an intense meditation session. <laughs> no, seriously. I, it, it, and, it, it, and it can be intense and powerful. I mean, even just the, the some of the breathwork stuff that we do, depending on what type of protocol we're following if it's more of like a you know Wim Hof ish right where we're doing kind of more rapid breathing and stuff like that that can actually be turn into like a fairly emotional kind of experience for a lot of people that go through something like that because they're not used to accessing like certain parts of or, or dumping out all of that stress and like actually being able to sit and clear your mind and deal with all the stuff that's going on in your head you know that, that and i imagine like the grounding thing could probably be pretty similar i believe it i mean the breath the breath affects everything and so does so does grounding so. i love it um i want to actually ask you because when you brought up earlier uh growing up in native american culture and family on, on the reservation like what was was this a part of like how you were taught growing up and like what kind of things led you in that time growing up to kind of maybe come back to this later on in life so yeah i mean that that thought always lingered in the back of my mind i mean yeah. the earth the earth is very powerful um it has a lot of of, of healing mm -hmm. uh, beneficial properties to it i just i didn't know growing up i didn't know the science behind it and that's yeah. just that's who i am i have yeah, to you just I have need to, the numbers and yeah, stuff. yeah i need to discover this yeah. stuff um but i mean it was kind of like an aha moment like yeah. when when i finally found out about this stuff is it was like wow this stuff it there's there's real science behind it and it, it just became a lot more meaningful to me that's because awesome. when i was a kid it's just like you know walk around barefoot stay connected to the earth yeah okay but like what's actually going on and now i now i'm just starting doing to it because parents yeah. and everybody else yeah. said to do it yeah yeah, yeah. or it. you'll get the spoon so <laughs> yeah. yeah so um, it's kind of because it, it's cool because i i read recently a book um called land of the spotted eagle by okay. luther standing bear and okay. he was lakota chief and mm -hmm. uh, he talks in the and, and in this book specifically, he wrote several books, but in this book specifically, he talks a lot about like child rearing in his tribe growing up and like what it actually looks like when the birthing process and like the first handful of years of life and like how you actually raise kids in his tribe. And like that was actually one of the things that they, he talked about a lot was like they felt it was really important to like even lay down flat on your back with like nothing between you and the ground to, to feel that like connection uh, to the earth. And like it's just cool that that is such a cultural thing for so long that wasn't at the time needed any numbers to like convince people to do it but like just they're new but there is data that supports it so like if there's people that like you even though you came from that culture like mm -hmm. if there's people like you that need the numbers like those things exist it's not just something like it's some old wives tale that's passed down and we're like eh, it might work it might not like we can actually support it with data <laughs> you know yeah yeah um i know in a lot of a lot of other and different tribes there's if if somebody was was sick Mm -hmm. They would they would have them sit in a hole, um, wow. a hole. They would they would dig a hole and just have them sit in there, and they wouldn't be able to. They would have to sit there for a few days, and then usually when they left, they left that that hole. They were better, you know. They felt a lot better, and I think a part of that was just being grounded for so long. Yeah. Um, you'll I mean you'll see it a lot in animals too. Animals do it instinctively. Um, if an animal's hurt or they're close to death. Maybe they'll they'll go and they'll dig a hole and they'll just sit in it. Mm. And sometimes that's where they die, or sometimes that's mm -hmm. where they come out even healthier. So I animal this is we're we're talking about frequencies here, very yeah. primordial frequencies here that animals can pick up on very easily, and so can humans. We've just kind of we've ignored it because the, the for so long the science really hasn't been there. Well, not so. only that, but the the development of essentially modern lifestyle just 
for every you know every year or every even week at this point it seems like just further and further disconnects us from that and so you know when you look back and it's been a hundred years and like people aren't even aware of like what nature is at this point (laughs) you know like i mean watch it on the screen (laughs) exactly like or look at it through a windshield like nobody's actually out in it and experiencing like what actually is and uh one of my favorite books was about uh, it's the rise of Theodore Roosevelt and it kind of tells his whole life story, but he used to say nature is healing. And like when he would be super stressed, you know, as president, obviously there's stress involved with that. He would literally just disappear and go into the, in the woods and like climb a mountain and just like exert himself out in nature and breathe the air and stuff like that. And he would come back and he'd be focused, he'd be clear headed and like have that time to experience all of that. And like, it totally is a healing thing. And it's, I think a lot of problems would be solved if like, people even just realized the, the stuff that's going to make you the healthiest is free. First mm-hmm. of all, like <laughs> sun, nature, air, earth, like water, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's the really, it's the really, really simple stuff. We yeah. want to get all fancy and, and try all these different tools and gadgets and stuff, but we can't even get like all this really simple stuff. Right. And that's, yeah. a, a, I think, I mean, before we start getting into all of that and that, I got my whole spiel with like medicine and stuff. We need to <laughs> work on the simple stuff first yeah. know, before we move on to that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is spiritual and it is a spiritual process and it's, it's a beautiful thing when you can combine spiritual with science, Yeah, you know, and that's what grounding is. Yeah. So, so talk to me about what you're doing with grounded athlete and like, what is your, mission like what did what did you start this thing for and what are you doing with it um so why i started it and the mission of it um which will always be the same no matter how long how long i do this will be to tell people about grounding um it's it's one of the most monumental health i don't want to call it a discovery yeah because we've more so discovered just the science of it recently right i mean People of old have always known about it. They haven't known the science about it, but they knew. Right. They knew that it was working, and this this stuff, the, the ground is, is very healing. Um, but I just wanted to tell people about grounding, and that's why that's why I make all the videos. That's why I put out um, all of the content and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the sandals were a small part of that, but the, the whole main point is just getting the word out on this. And so far, I mean— I've only been doing it for less than a year, yeah. and I'm, I feel like I've reached a lot of people with it, Yeah, and I think it's just going to continue to grow, and hopefully, I mean, I'm going to continue to put out videos yeah. and, and, and content about grounding, and and because I, I love doing it. And, and, so, and so for like a little bit of a, a of a background on it, I mean, you you put out tons of educational material. Like, I mean, your, your Instagram page is literally just like library <laughs> of information about it. So, I mean, it's, I mean, in one place, there's probably not many that have the amount of information that you do in a single place without having to go through all these different channels to research. So, I mean, it's an education based like process that you're going through. I try to, um, ma- I try to make it a one place, one place exactly. stop. I mean, if you can't find it on the Instagram, then I put a lot of the stuff on the website. So. Awesome. And then, so you brought up the sandals, which is what I was going to, which I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about next. So what are the sandals? Tell me about that. So Gaia grounding sandals are sandals that um, incorporate two um, conductive elements into it. Uh, Silver, which is the most conductive um, element uh, on the planet, and copper, which is number two. And so Gaia grounding sandals, I, I made Gaia because it's... You can't be barefoot everywhere as much as you'd like to be. Right. Um, sometimes the environment just doesn't permit it. Um, or so I wanted to make <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I saw that picture that a bunch of people were sending me of the guy that cut out the bottom of his shoes, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. good one. <laughs> I need to. I need to do that. But yeah. um, but now I have the sandals, so I don't. I mean, I don't have to. But uh, yeah, I mean, they they keep you grounded when you know your terrain isn't. Uh, necessarily um, barefoot friendly. <laughs> and how do they do that? What's what's like the actual mechanics of how that works? So, if let's break down the sandal here, I I use um, a rubber soling on the bottom, so it's actual rubber. And a lot of people will say, "Well, how does that ground you if it's if it's rubber? Rubber's insulating." Um, so I install copper 
into that rubber, which is exposed on the bottom there. And so that copper plate, um, the webbing, it's a one, it's one continuous webbing that goes, that goes, uh, straps around the foot. Okay. And so into that webbing, I, uh, I sew silver conductive thread. It's rated at 10 ohms per centimeter. Ohms are just a measure, measure of electrical resistance. Yeah. Um, and so that silver is connected to that copper plate on the bottom there. And so you've got a, a conductive material wrapping around your foot there. Um, but that's essentially the, the whole grounding system there. So, um, so I, I started wherever, making them. Wherever you are, you're technically yeah. always connected. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, and then I, I, I started making them in June and some people were starting to take notice of them. And then I started to make them for people. And then from there, it's just kind of history. So Is it <laughs> still just history. you making all of them? Like, it's I mean, just me. Oh, man, I remember uh, one one month, was it like July or August, I spit out like 50 pairs. Oh and it takes me, it takes me like two hours, two and a half hours Holy to make cow. one pair. Yeah. So, I mean, my garage was just like a sweatshop. <laughs> I bet, <laughs> except it's just you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, back then I, I wanted to get I wanted to get everything done at once, but I'm a lot yeah, more organized for sure. with the process now. So awesome. it's a lot, it's a lot more smooth. Well, if it's going to start, uh, it, you might just have to look at bringing some, at least a helper on at some point, if you're going to yeah. blow this thing up. I, I have another project that I'm working on, um, where I, I probably won't be making this particular project, but mm-hmm. that's, that's more of a long-term project of mine. It's, it's called Aries. It's my Aries project. It's a, it's a long-term project, but That'll probably come from somebody else. Okay. And so hopefully I can I can get that done within the next year. That's so. awesome. There's but as far as the sandals, you know, I like I like the handmade handmade yeah. aspect of it, and I think that turns a lot of people onto it. And For so sure. I think I'll probably always make them uh, the way I'm making them now. I might hire some help, but yeah. right now I think that process is still going to stay the same. Plus, you so. get to I mean, like you can say these are literally handcrafted by my yeah. own I, hands. <laughs> I, I make these, send all of yep. them out. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to go into the little bit. We talked a little bit before we hit record because we're both track guys. Uh, yeah, yep. So because I saw a post you did the other day, and I think you kind of said it tongue in cheek when you posted a picture of you sprinting and talking mm-hmm. about uh, like the plate of the spikes was like slowing down your t- I mean, like you said <laughs> it like it was kind of like a joke. But uh, yeah. do you think that there's any... I'm trying to think of how I can explain this, but like, is there a possibility of something like what your sandals are doing in athletic shoes that actually make, do you think any difference when it comes to performance? Like, do you think that would make um, any difference in like a race or anything like that? Or is it more just kind of well being kind of stuff? 100%. Absolutely. Yes. Um, unfortunately I, you competed on a, a track, which yeah. is rubber and insulating. Right. Um, and so the, the shoes are made of uh, hard plastics, yeah. which are which are also insulating. Um, but I mean, I guess we can get into the performance aspects of yeah, this for um, sure. So, with exercise, grounding has been shown to decrease uh, blood urea in the body, and so blood urea is um, it's a product of amino acid catabolism in the body. And so, I mean, uh, proteins are made up of amino acids. And so you've got less blood urea being formed during exercise. This has been studied uh, when you're grounded. And so what that means is there's less proteins being broken down in your body when you're training. And so what that means essentially is that your body isn't breaking down as much. Okay. And so you can train longer, you can train harder and, you know, keep going. And that's that's huge. Um, that's a, that's, I think I am, I'm not sure who the coach was, but they, they integrate this in their, in their recovery, um, at like the triathlon, what do you call it? The, the big triathlon meet. Like maybe I know the days, the days in between they have, uh, they have their athletes. Um, they're either using a grounding mat or they're, they're sleeping outside, um, to help boost up the recovery process. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a big part of, of training um, is the the bro- the breakdown of proteins in the body, and so um, protein synthesis. What's necessary for protein synthesis is a is a positive nitrogen balance in the body, and so what they found was that um, grounding in, increases this positive nitrogen balance, which is going to mean more protein synthesis in the body. So your body is able to rebuild a lot easier. 
And so that's that's a big part um, of grounding as far as training goes. Um, the white blood cell count also decreases when you're training grounded, mm. which means you're not getting uh, as much of an inflammatory uh, response uh, in response to training. Okay. So those are two big things right there. Yeah. And so, yes, I do 100% think that uh, training grounded, competing grounded, I, I've never I've never competed grounded. Yeah. I wonder what that would be like. But Track probably uh, isn't the best example for that because like you said you're on a rubber track but i'm um, right. even like uh if there was a way to do something like your sandals in a pair of like soccer or football cleats or something like when you're right. in the ground I like it'd be interesting to see if that actually has any kind of measurable effect well, i wonder if anyone's ever done like a cross country cross country oh, race yeah. without, without like any spikes or something like that how yeah. that would i mean uh, it just depends on the strength of their feet but yeah uh foot could either break or they could run really, really fast. <laughs> yes. Yeah, seriously. Well, I mean, you think about it, and that's funny you, you brought that part up because I, and you might've felt the same thing, but like growing up and I think it's actually true looking back on it, what I know about like human performance now, but I always felt a million times faster when I was running without shoes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you'd kick your shoes off and just sprint when you were like a little kid and you just felt like you were like a million and a half times faster than you were. But like I probably legitimately was. And now like it's the same thing. Like we can look back at this where we are in our lives now and say like you were and this is why. You know? Yes. I, uh, I was listening to a podcast with, uh, you know, Peter Atia. Have you yeah. heard of him? Um, I was listening to a podcast. He was speaking to someone who's a biomechanics expert and she focuses on the foot and the ankle. Um, but she said that when you're running in shoes, it alters the the touchdown mechanics and, yeah. and the takeoff mechanics. And so when you have the shoe on, you're more prone to landing on the heel of your yep. foot as opposed to when you have the shoe off, you're more prone to landing on the forefoot, you yep. know, which would make sense as to why you would be feeling faster without the shoe. You're, so running, in a more, you're running in a more efficient position and, and better mechanical, uh, exactly. better mechanical position anyways. Exactly. Yeah, we used yes. uh, when, uh, to go back another track story. When I was in college, uh, our coach used to have us do like our warm up drills, and he he used to make us do them barefoot for that reason. Because like we'd have guys that come in that just like their foot's way out in front of their center of gravity, and they're just yeah. heel striking into the ground. And it's you know because over time, like if we have these one and a half inch cushioned heels and all of our basketball shoes or just regular sneakers and stuff like that will change how you like you said how you what your gait actually is right and so the easiest way to like have someone feel what it's like to actually do that is take their shoes off and have them jog because if they start heel slamming like it's not going to feel very good and mm -hmm. you're gonna have to kind of naturally correct yourself into like a better running mechanics and uh so yeah we used to do kind of similar stuff when uh, we would warm up and like make sure we're doing a skips and all that kind of stuff like hitting the ball of our foot into the ground and that stuff you know like we said it matters and we can and yeah, we, now we know why it's not just like some coach telling us do this it makes you better <laughs> it's it's cool it's cool to see the video analysis of it yeah. you know you look at it from from a lot uh, from a from a side perspective you yeah. see uh, how much, how farther their foot is landing in front of them uh, with the shoe on, and as opposed to landing more in their uh, right underneath them mm -hmm. when when the shoe is off. So, um, which is something I pay attention to a lot when I'm running because I tend, like, uh, my, I, have, I had a history of overstriding, um, yeah. reaching, Same. and that led to a lot of injuries and stuff. And now, now uh, I'm running a lot more efficiently and so. a lot faster as a result. A lot faster. <laughs> yeah. a lot faster it's, yes. uh, it's interesting <laughs> because like we were both sprinters, and you're and you're still running, but you're a sprinter. Mm -hmm. Uh, but one of the things that when we're talking about running mechanics, and this is kind of a cool little tangent that we're on now, but, uh, <laughs> but when we're talking about like running mechanics, one of the things I hear all the time is like, well, if someone's running a distance race and they're running long, slow distance or whatever, they're like, well, aren't you supposed to heel strike? And, you know, like, cause you're going slower and like, that just kind of feels more natural. But if you yeah. look at like that, like that side view perspective that you were just saying, if you look at the the top one percent of the runners you know so if you're looking at a, a side view picture of usain bolt sprinting next mm -hmm. to a picture of any of the of the top marathoners in the world or like the top milers or anything like that and all you did was catch them in their gait it looks identical so like yeah. running mechanics are running mechanics it doesn't matter how fast or how far you're running it's mm -hmm. all about efficiency and right. and what is you know what produces the least amount of contact time into the ground so you can recycle that foot and keep going. So exactly. it's one of those things that like, you know, natural correction, like we said, can, you can just take your shoes off and know if you're running poorly because it'll start to hurt if you are, you know, yeah. it's kind of natural yeah, feedback. Good, 
good mechanics are, are kind of universal across the board here. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am not I'm not a distance not a distance guy. Um, I mean, I I mean I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this, but I just <laughs> I never I never saw like the evolutionary advantage of being able to run a really long distance. Um, I mean, if if you have a predator coming after you, right? You know, they're not they they don't care like how fast you can run your mile in or your two mile in. It's gonna be really quick. And you have to be likewise very quick and very powerful. So I think humans are meant to be extremely quick and extremely powerful and extremely agile. And so just uh, I also in that podcast earlier I was talking about, I think one of her justifications for that was that uh, humans humans tend tended to outwork their predators. Right. And so when when a predator comes after you, um, they they gas out really easy. Yeah. And so our advantage as, as human beings was being able to just keep going yeah. until they were, until they gassed out and everything. But I mean, I, I still stand by, by what <laughs> yeah. I think. I just never saw the, the evolutionary advantage of it. But I mean, if people love it and it gets them out and it gets them active, that's, exactly. that's what's important. Well, and, and, and even in that point, I mean, there are still ways that we can teach, like we were talking about, to make sure you're just you're still doing it efficiently because running right. is like the number one leading injury exercise yes. in the world like if people are injured it's because they were running like that's mm-hmm. the number one by far so if there's a my knee exa- my ankle my hip exactly yeah. if there are ways to do it better and make it so that's not the case like we can mm-hmm. we can still do that even if you know i'm always going to be a sprinter that's, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's kind of the same <laughs> yep. so um is there anything else that you're doing grounding athlete wise coming up that is that's got you kind of excited about what you're what you're working on project wise um, because I've just been really from, diving into like your your Instagram the last few days, and it's just uh, been tons of info, which is awesome. Honestly, every week I'm excited going into every week. So I just finished up my indoor season, which is kind of why yeah. I haven't been posting too much. Sure. Um, but I'm taking a little break now, getting ready for outdoor. But I've got a few things. I've got seven new colors coming out for guy grounding sandals. Um, right. That I haven't really I haven't released yet. They're they're really really cool colors. Um, I just uh, I want to have them all done and ready to display before I, I, I make any announcements on it. Um, but yeah, seven new colors were the, for the guy grounding sandals, and I know a lot of people have been waiting for certain colors that that I've already I've already shown already. Um, that along with uh, some new videos, new videos that yeah. um, ideas that I've been I've been coming up with. I'm really really excited for those. I love making the videos just because all the research and all the data collection I have to do prior to it. Yeah. It's such it's such a fun process for me. So you get to nerd out um, on it. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, except, except no one ever, I have no one really, I don't really have anyone to nerd out with because it's not a very known uh, right. concept here. You're just so. locked in the basement, like just right. piling talking, over data. Talking to myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so I, I was just going to ask you, cause you just brought it up. Do you, cause we're talking about the handmade aspect of the sandals. Do you stitch the straps too? Or are those like, how do you, because that's, I mean, another level of craftsmanship if you're doing that also. <clears throat> I attach the webbing to the um, a copper rivet and burr. Oh, that's, okay. how they're, that's how they're connected. Oh, right on. And so I just hammered it, hammer that down. Yeah. And then, uh, and then it's it's good. It's, it's staying. And then after that, I have a whole grain, a full grain leather going over that. And so that's going to keep that in place. But right it's really, really hard to tear one of my sandals. Yeah. Like you'd really have to try to yeah to, and i don't have a pair yet but they look like they're pretty i mean heavy duty in terms of durability which is nice i've had mine i've had mine since june and yeah. i've they've, they've been in the water they've been in mud they've been through uh my workouts and so they're still they're still cooking so that's awesome dude. <laughs> still good to go. yeah is there anything that we didn't cover in terms of grounding specifically that you want to make sure we we go over because i know it's such a big topic i we want to like just drink from a fire hose, but I, you know, I want to give you the opportunity if there's anything else. I think we've maybe touched on 10% of (laughs) what, of what I've covered with grounding so far. Um, but first, I mean, do you have any, do you have any questions? Yeah. The one that keeps coming up for me is like the, I mean, the practical application of it seems fairly simple, right? Like just, you know, like you said, you started, you just go outside, right? Is there Mm -hmm. anything that you would kind of, in terms of duration or like what's kind of the minimum effective dose like for people that are wanting to do this like is it just going out for 30 seconds or is it 20 minutes or like what's kind of the the good starting point for somebody that's new to this that's a fantastic question so i'm gonna answer that and then i'm going to tell people what the most important thing is with this whole grounding perfect so to answer that 
as far as duration wise, um, your skin conductance will change immediately upon grounding. And what's happening there is that, well, electrostatics tells us that when two conductive objects come into contact with each other, um, i.e. your body yeah. and the ground, their electrical potential will synchronize. And so they're at the same electrical potential. And so that happens instantaneously as soon as you touch the ground. Um, and so all these, I mean, the longer, the better. But as soon as you step barefoot on the earth, these this, this stuff is going to happen. It's going to start to happen uh, right then and there. Um, but if I were to give somebody a time frame to shoot for 20 minutes a day, okay. say around 20 minutes, 20 minutes a day, I, I'm on the, the larger end of this right. <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's my thing. Yeah. Uh, 20, 20 hours a day. I shoot for 20 hours a day. I mean, wow. it's still, it's supposed to be 24. Right. <laughs> Humans are going to be grand at 24 hours a day. Right. Um, but, uh, I sleep grounded nine hours a day. Um, I work grounded eight hours a day, uh, plus the time that I'm outside. Yeah. So, but I mean, don't let the 20 minutes discourage anybody. Right. I mean, something is better than nothing. Exactly. Getting a little bit of connection is better than nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit about inflammation, um, yeah. oxidative yeah. stress disease. And so, uh, and, and talk about how grounding works uh, specifically in the body. Yeah. And so most modern disease is, uh, is chronic disease. It's the number one killer, uh, specifically heart disease. Right. Um, but most of it is uh, inflammatory in nature. Um, so, and that's a very cliche to say that all disease is inflammation. Right. Unless, you know, you give something, a, a kind of uh, a treatment for it. And so this is my treatment. This is grounding. Yeah. And so if you, if you break down um, what, what inflammation is in the body um, and oxidative stress, which very much key off of each other in the body. And so when you've got a buildup of oxidative stress in the body, what oxidative stress is, is it's a buildup of free radicals in your body. Have you heard of free radicals? Yes, sir. A lot of people have heard of free radicals. It's a, it's a very common term, but specifically what a free radical is, is it's a reactive oxygen species. And what that is, is it's uh, these oxygen molecules that don't have electrons in their, their molecular orbitals, their outside orbitals. Yeah. And yeah. so what an antioxidant does is it comes along and it donates that electron to those free radicals and it neutralizes them. And so the problem then becomes you have so much free radicals built up in your body as a result of stress, what you're putting in your body, all kinds of different factors, but you have this buildup of free radical in the body. And so your body isn't able to endogenously create enough antioxidant to combat this. Okay. And so you then have to rely on food. A lot of people could chime in here and say a lot of foods have antioxidants, but even then you're still not getting enough. And so we know that the surface of the ground has electrons on it because of that negative surface charge. Right. And so when you step barefoot on the earth, you have these electrons coming into your body and they can then go to those free radicals and they can neutralize them. Um, and that's a big part. That's a big part of mm -hmm. what grounding does for your body is, and I, I think it's extremely promising in terms of alleviating uh, acute and chronic inflammation. Um, but that's a big, big part there that we didn't, we didn't touch on. And that, that's a, a vast oversimplification of what's going on right. because there's a lot going on here. Right. Um, but I know we've only got a little bit of time, but uh, that's a, that's a big part that I wanted to get to. And if anybody like has questions about that, I can answer it more specifically, but that's kind of the gist of how, how grounding affects um, disease, inflammation and, and attacks that. Well, so. and like you said, the, just the, the topic or the, the overall umbrella of quote unquote inflammation, right? Like that mm -hmm. can mean, a million different things, but it causes or is the, you know, the product or the result of a million different things as well. Like it is directly tied to things like you said, like heart disease or all of these other things that are considered chronic diseases. So inflammation mm -hmm. is kind of like that thing, right? That we're yeah, like, if got, we can got it, remove got that or decrease it, like a lot mm -hmm. of things are going to improve as a result. Yeah. You've got you got the inflammation stemming in multiple different directions: yeah. heart disease, neurodegenerative, uh, diabetes, cancer. All of these are very much inflammatory in nature. So, um, it's it's nice that we can we can break those down to that that one root there, yeah. which is an electron electron deficiency sure. in those free radicals. So, I think that's actually a good a good point to to ask this question because I know it's one that I that I've had previously, but I want you to answer it if uh, if you can do so, which I know you can. But uh, like 
actual inflammation. Like people mm-hmm. are like, okay, does that just mean I have, you know, my, my knees inflamed? That means it's swollen, right? Because I hurt my knee. But like when we're talking about like kind of this global inflammation of our body, what is it that's inflamed that is causing these problems? So inflammation happens when your body experiences a stress or a trauma of sorts. It's going gonna, it's gonna to release um, a lot of these free radicals. Um, and that's, I want to talk specifically about the free radicals yeah. because that's what I know. That's what I know most about. Sure. And so it's going to release these in for good reason, because what a free radical does, they're beneficial. They're not bad. Okay. And I don't want to give anyone that impression is that free radicals are bad because your body needs these because it, it, they, they literally destroy the membranes on, on pathogenic cells and damaged cells. And so, uh, these build up in, in an inflamed area. And so when you've got all these free radicals built up in an inflamed area, um, you're going to have a lot of swelling in that area, uh, a, lot of, a lot of blood flow. That's why it gets really red. Mm-hmm. Um, white blood cells, um, lymphocytes and all that. But um, so, gosh, I kind of lost where I'm at. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I get off on like all these tangents. No worries. So basically it's like, is it, is it, condensed to a local area of a specific thing or does, oh, that's that, does that start and then <laughs> kind of spread throughout the rest yeah. of the body? So, uh, back again, so the free radicals. And so what they do, uh, a free radical is extremely unstable and it's very reactive. Okay. And so it reacts with the molecules around it. And so it steals electrons from, from the nearby, mo- from nearby molecules and it also makes them unstable and reactive and they become free radicals. And so you got this cascade effect and it just gotcha. builds up in that area and the, it's just going to keep on building unless you, you neutralize it and your body produces antioxidants sure. to combat that. But most of the time, that's not going to happen. So they're just going to keep building up and it's going to keep spreading throughout your body. And um, an important thing to note here is that when you, when you take away electrons from a molecule, you're also taking away an electrical property of that molecule. And so um, you're essentially altering the electrodynamics of your body when this just keeps spreading in that area and it keeps spreading throughout your body. And so ultimately, you're going to end up with your body's internal uh, electrical environment. It's just going to change. And so how do you stabilize that? Mm-hmm. Well, there's many different ways, but grounding is a big part of that. Yeah. It's grounding is an electrical process. So I love it. Dude, this is like, this was more helpful than any chemistry class I ever took like in high school. <laughs> so like, I, I, I love it because I remember taking those classes and like, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but like you make it where I can actually understand it, which is super helpful, which this is the whole point of grounded athlete, like to make it digestible. And so people can right. understand what's going on. And, and sometimes I want to go in the really complex direction, but I, it's, I try and simplify it as much as I can. Yeah. Um, I have, I have uh, notebooks and notebooks of, of notes oh, that I've imagine, taken and dude. stuff just because it's it's such a complex because in order to understand grounding I have to understand like literally everything else about the body and right. that's it's kind of it's really hard to do in, <laughs> which is in like I have to understand everything like that's yeah, just that, that statement yeah. it's crazy <laughs> but that but that touches on again the scope of it sure. how, how massive yeah. the scope of it is um, and I, I wanted to touch on one more thing yeah. um, so I, I've told people about Maybe not a lot of people have known about it, but um, the umbrella effect of grounding. And so uh, the wiring in your homes, um, all of your wireless electronic equipment and all that, it gives off these frequencies. It gives off these uh, um, EMFs, these electromagnetic fields, the wiring in your homes and all that. Um, So what grounding does, and uh, Richard Feynman, who is a a really famed physicist um, back in the day, he, he described this in his lectures on electromagnetism. But when you step barefoot on the earth or when you're grounded, you essentially become part of the earth's electrical system. Okay. And so what that does is it repels, is it repels these electric fields that are trying to induce a voltage on you, um, induce gotcha. a skin voltage on you. Um, and so what I tell people, a lot of people when they're using their electronics is you should go outside when you're using them. Because it, it prevents oh. a lot of these uh, EMF fields, a lot of these radio frequencies from inducing voltages on you, uh, which is in turn going to affect the internal electrical environment of your body. Um, but it, yeah, that's that's. I tr- whenever I use my electronics, I try and be outside most of the time because um, it, it it really. I mean, and then when you think about like what just the normal modern household is like, I mean, there's nothing, probably yeah, anywhere from wired. ten to there's probably <laughs> nothing for, ten to twenty different 
electronic devices all connected to Wi-Fi or, or everything else that are, it's just this like bubble of EMFs just in your house and in your home all the time. So that's mm-hmm. actually a really good suggestion to, to get outside think, and combat I, it. I think it's, what are they, I think it's like class 2B carcinogen is what they consider Crazy. EMFs, which is potentially cancerous, but that's enough for right. me. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to take Potential. that risk. Yeah, I'm done. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, for all the for all the people that are more so into the, the spiritual process of grounding, yeah. there is there is a video I made um, um, that covers this. You might you might have seen it. It's um, it's on being connected. Okay. And so when you're grounded, you again you become you literally become an extension of the Earth's electric field. And so when you become an extension of the Earth's electric field, you're connected to everything else that's also in that electric field. Mm-hmm. And so anything else that's also grounded on the Earth you become connected with that entity. And so everything else that's grounded on the earth, you're connected to that because you're all extensions of the earth's electric field. And that's just an, that's an immense thought. That's a crazy it's a thought. Beautiful, beautiful thought. Billions so and billions I, and billions of organisms. Yes, it's absolutely, it's, it's incredible. And uh, there's, there's so much more to this and I wish we can cover all of it, but it's, we might just have to do like a part two and a part three at some point and just hey, keep going I'm, re- down I'm ready the for it. Go down <laughs> the ready. rabbit hole, man. Like I'm, I yeah. love it. I was supposed to do that with uh Will Spencer, but he's been, he's been really, he's really busy lately. Yeah. Have you, have you, have you been following Will Spencer at all? I don't know if I am. I he, might be. He runs the Renaissance of men, but a really, really good podcast. Okay. That's yeah. What, that was the, yeah. 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 That was the first podcast I did. Yep. Right on. So he's a really, really cool guy. He has a really cool guest on there. So that's for sure, awesome. Check him out. Yeah, I will check him out. Is there anything uh, that where, where can people find out all of your stuff? What is everything that people can go find you on? Uh, I'm most active on the Instagram. Okay. Um, so the, the DMs on there, um, comments and stuff. I'm, I'm, I try and get, get to everybody on there. So I'm most, I'm most, uh, uh, active on there and the website you can email me um i try and make the email pretty is your uh, ig at grounded athlete or the grounded athlete the grounded, the athlete. grounded yep, athlete yep. and is that the same with the website uh the grounded athlete llc.com because Got the grounded it. athlete was already taken so i had to, did you try, <laughs> had to, did you try to like contact because i've heard stories about like when businesses start up and it's like just some random dude somewhere that's like yeah give me yeah. thirty thousand for it and you're like, <laughs> yeah i've gotten a few emails about that's it crazy. i was like no I'm, I'm just gonna i'm just gonna stick with this for now but yeah that's what the website is cool. um it's all it's all kind of in one place you'll find it all on the, on the yeah. instagram there are the um, sandals on but, the on the website or the instagram as well Yes, awesome. so you can order all the sandals. You can DM me, DM me if you want to do it that way. But the uh, the main the main uh, platform there is the website for ordering sandals and all that. So awesome. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you coming on. It was awesome, Chad, and I, we will definitely be doing deeper dive episodes awesome. in the future. So thanks, man. I really appreciate I'm, it. I'm here for it. Nice to nice to talk, Ross. Yep. Mm-hmm.